1: Welcome everybody to another brand new episode of It's My Wrestling Podcast. I am, as always, your host Chris Dees. Please, before I get started, please make (laughs) sure you hit subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Hit follow wherever you're listening on audio platforms. Today's guest is a man I'm always very happy to have on the show. This is his third appearance now. Um, If you're not familiar with him, I I don't know what rock you've been living under, but he is the currently one third of the Ring of Honor three-man tag team champions, had one of the greatest Ring of Honor TV champion runs of all time, I think pretty much anybody who's watched Ring of Honor the last few years will agree with that. Is the CEO of Shane Taylor Promotions, good friend of the podcast. He's of course the one and only Mister Shane Taylor. Shane, it's a pleasure as always, man. How's it going?
2: It's going fantastic, man. Hell of an introduction. You love to start it off like like that. Uh, thank you for having me.
1: No, nah, man. Like I say, always a pleasure to have you. As I said, third time that you've been on, it's always fun chatting to you. And um, it's just a shame that we're talking under such Shitty circumstances, isn't it? Obviously, this has been a really bad, horrible couple of weeks. I spoke to Ron the other day, Revron. Um, spoke to Silas Young. I've had a few Ring of Honor guys on in the last couple of weeks since, obviously, the horrible news of the hiatus, the possible end of Ring of Honor. Have you had time for it to all sink in? Like, how how, how are you feeling? How are you doing? How are you, like, bouncing back?
2: I'm, I'm feeling fine. Um, in moments like these um I tend to be someone that gets very excited I I I know that sounds weird but I am someone who sort of enjoys chaos enjoys that feeling of not knowing what's going to happen enjoying that feeling of of uh finding that next thing you know what I mean Um, that survivalist sort of mentality I've had my whole life sort of kicks in and I feel like I'm right at home, um, because growing up, you never knew what, what was going to happen. You didn't know if you lived through the day, you know what I mean? So it, it, not, none of this comes as a shock. None of this comes as a surprise. None of this is something that I didn't already see coming. So this is simply just par for the course. You know what I mean? This is, um, me and the guys, um, with what we've been doing with the success that we've garnered organically damn near by ourselves. Um, we were debating options anyway. Right. So this sort of just, uh, kicks it into another gear so it's okay
1: yeah yeah. and when like i said ron was on a few days ago and he said something pretty similar like obviously this is a shock but it opens up so many doors so many avenues for you guys to go and you know you've, you've been in ring of honor for i think about seven or eight years like solidly the last seven or eight years so at least this gives you a bit of a an opportunity to sort of spread your wings. And I've seen lots of stuff on social media where you've been tagging people, other people have been tagging you saying you should go here, you should go there. You could go literally anywhere, man. And Mm -hmm. and like I say, you guys would just fit in nicely as whether it's just you, whether it's you and Ron, whether it's the whole of STP, all five of you, wherever you go, you Mm -hmm. are going to be such an asset to whatever company. Have you, have you had any sort of interactions or any conversations with any any other promotions yet, or are you just sort of just playing the long game and seeing what happens?
2: Uh, we, we've had talks with a few places, um, but I think right now the best thing to do is just sort of sit tight. Yeah. Um, with the influx of talent coming in from everywhere, uh, there's going to be a lot of people all jumping somewhere at once. Um, and I, and I, I've never been a reactionary person. Right. I've always been been a very calculated, a a, a very detailed, very planned person. Uh, So we're going to wait until it's most beneficial for us until something comes that um, that that we all can look at and go, okay, this is the right move. Um, We're going to wait till then. You know, we're going to enjoy the holiday season. You know, you obviously got Thanksgiving, Christmas. We're gonna enjoy that we're going to spend time with our families we're gonna do some projects in LA that we've set up um and and we're just biding our time to make sure that when we do move it's the right thing
1: yeah yeah absolutely no like you say like obviously this all happened with Ring of honor I can't remember what day of the week it was I think it, I think it was like a Monday or Tuesday and then like two right. days later. WWE released like another twenty-one people, so it's just Mm
2: -hmm. everybody
1: all at once. And like you say, now there's lots of competition. But far as I'm concerned, this is good for. It's good for every other promotion. I say this every time that there's loads of releases. Yeah, it sucks. Mm -hmm. You don't want to see anybody lose their job. It's always horrible. It's always a bit uncertain. It's always a shock as a fan. It was a big shock for me what happened with Ring Mm -hmm. of Honor. But my mind just went straight to like, imagine how much independent promotions or the nwa the mlw these kind of places are going to benefit from having all of you guys suddenly available taking all of that experience that you've got that tv mm-hmm. experience as well that mm-hmm. you can you know help rub off onto other other talent so it's you gotta look at the bright side haven't you every cloud as a silver lining
2: oh, of course you are now getting world-class talent um, that is able to come in, help lead locker rooms, help coach young guys, help your veterans. Um, you know, it's it's. I mean, it it's just awesome to see. You know, you you have. I mean, like already we we saw the OGK Taven and Bennett in the NWA, which is dope. You know what I mean? Um, you're gonna be able to see two world-class guys right off the bat go in and and completely help change the landscape of a locker room. Um, the amount of matchups there is going to be very exciting. Um, you look at a place like MLW, you know, and and some of the matchups that you could potentially have for, for us there would, would be incredible. You know what I mean? Uh, a place that loves factions. Um, Enjoys faction warfare, and then you look at stuff individually. Imagine, you know, O'Shea versus Hammerstone, or myself versus Fatu. Like the the possibilities are endless. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, you 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 look at all of these things, and there's just so many dope options. Um, and then, of course, you know what I mean. You look at a place uh, like an AEW you know, and you have one group that's basically running on, on a post, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, kind of controlling everything, putting out posts, saying they're the best three, three man team in, in, in the world. Looking at this, holding the ring of honor world, Six man titles that say we're the best six man team in the world. You know, the, we're the best trio in the world. Um, sounds to me like somebody's lying, you know what I mean? So, um, at any point in time, you know what I mean? When uh, the EVPs decide they actually want to challenge, they, they they know who to call.
1: STP versus the elite. Yeah. Yes, please. Yes, please. Tony Khan, make it happen. Whoever needs to make it happen, make it happen, man. Um, another name, another name, Jay Lethal as well. He's like literally in the last few days seen him go to, to AW, haven't we, like in the last week? That was a shock for me. Um, great move for him. Great move for AW. Yeah. Um, hmm. How about um, Keith? I've got to ask Keith Lee, your old tag team partner. That was, I'm always shocked when WWE release anybody, even even on the mid card, and you think, oh, what a waste, what a waste. Man, Keith Lee made me angry. How did? What was your reaction as as a good friend of Keith? Have, have you spoken to him since this all happened?
2: I, I I've spoken to him. Uh, we've We've talked. Uh, Keith is going to be just fine. Uh, he is—he is, I'm sure, very excited about the future. Um, a motivated Keith Lee with a chip on his shoulder is good for <laughs> any, any wrestling fan, right? Uh, and he's got, of course, his marriage, um, his wedding to think about. This fair, February, which I will be at um, Mia Yim. So, congratulations to the both of them. Um, he will be OK. He's going to put all of his dogs in a row and he's going to figure out something extraordinary for the sport, uh, as he always does. Um, my reaction w- 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 when I saw it again, it, it's was a little surprising, but not completely unforeseen. Right. If you look, OK, you know, this happened and then this ha- happened and then there was like legal battle. You know what I mean? And then so it was just knowing the environment there the way that I do. Yeah. yeah. I I was like, okay, that could be a thing. You know what I mean? Didn't think like probably not, but it could be. You know what I mean? So the fact that it was, was like, oh, all right. Well, okay. You know what I mean? And now you have given back to the rest of professional wrestling this you know, six foot three, 350 pound monster of charisma that can fly all, all over the place. OK. If you don't like making money, just say that. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's fine. You know what I mean? But he's wherever he goes, he's going to be just fine. Yeah, man, he's a
1: star. I've seen him at a local show in Coventry in UK. Uh, it was before mm. i even heard of him um he wasn't even advertised for the show i think he replaced somebody else that was meant i think it was i think it was pete dunn actually um that was my Mm. first ever exposure to keith lee and i was hooked so like man whoever whoever picks him up or even if he doesn't get picked up even if he just does tours and goes all over the place man it's going to be good for him it's going to be good for wrestling i'm excited Mm. to see what keith lee does um but anyway enough about keith lee enough about other people i want to ask about stp because like i said You've been on the show three times. I've had all of STP on the show, at least twice, Ron three times as well. For anybody who for some reason still doesn't know about STP, what what was it about those four guys that, that inspired you to, you know, to to get STP going? I obviously I know the story, but what for, for other people, for new viewers, for new listeners, why why did you bring those guys together and what
2: was the goal for you? Hard work, dedication, and vision. Um, with any good team, synergy is important. Having everyone on the same page, having the ability for everyone to want the same things, see the same goals uh, is crucial. And while we are all, you know, five different individuals, the way we think our goals in, in this sport, damn near line up identically, right? You're talking about five individuals who've watched wrestling since they were knee high to a duck. You know what I mean? So- um, seeing opportunities for, um, African American males, especially be very limited. You know, you're limited to certain ways of expressing yourself. You're limited to certain characters. You're limited, um, to, you know, to who you can truly be. Um, and that, and that's gotten a lot better over the years, but there's still a long way to go. And, everyone I talked to, whether it be Khan, Mo, Moses, O'Shea, Ron, when we talked about wrestling, they there, one of the first things they they said was, I want to be able to change that. I want to be able to not only inspire everyone and be, um, and be a sense of pride and uh, hope and, you know, and, and have people enjoy what, what we do from every background, but especially yeah. for our peers, especially for those young black kids to be able to turn on their TV screen, see people that look like them, see people being proud to look like them, not, you know, not making themselves less threatening because it makes other people feel comfortable, not dumbing down their intelligence because it makes other people feel comfortable, not um, leaning into the 0.01% stereotype that a lot of media, music, and TV promotes is Black culture, uh, because we are so much more than that. We have, um, when you look at the history, when you look at the inventors, when you look at the soldiers, when you look at everything that we've accomplished, our culture is more than what they show you on tv more than what the mainstream tries to market um and we lit, we are we're in a world in professional wrestling that we can lit lit it's it's like grown up make it's like grown up make believe it's like uh, we can literally we can literally be anything we want and if you promote the right way you can be a star right so we have all of these things at our fingertips um only using people in you know five different character ways to me never made sense so uh, we are out to make sure we change that we are out to make sure that when people turn on their screens and they see stp that they see individuals who are very proud to be themselves who are very proud of their culture who are very uh unapologetic about that uh will not uh, shuck and jive for p for p, p, p people we will not lessen ourselves to make anybody else feel comfortable uh we are as dangerous as we say we are we are as intelligent as we say we are um and if that makes you nervous then that's a you kind of problem
1: good if it makes you nervous then good right um, but no no like that you you make a very good point about about the representation because like if I if I think back, even just over my time as a wrestling fan, I don't really know that much before or like the early 80s, but thinking back, you had like the nation of domination. That right. was much it. And then and then there wasn't really too much representation other than those guys. Um, mm-hmm. and then a little bit later you ended up going obviously, like really recently, you got your sales and hurt business, uh, New Day a few years before. There's been sporadic little bits of representation here and there, but there's never been anything even close to as consistent as we've got today. Cause you've also mm-hmm. got names like, Oh, off the top of my head, Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair, Carmelo Hayes, obviously I could say you guys, Kenny King, um, mm-hmm. Apollo, Damien Priest. So not even necessarily African-Americans, mm-hmm. but, you know, all those, mm-hmm. uh, all those other ethnicities, you've got lots of Japanese champions. Uh, Moose is out there as well. bandido mm-hmm. Roxy, another, another great talent. Um, <clears throat> are you obviously? You're never going to be completely happy with with where representation is at until it's until it's absolutely everywhere. But are you are you happier with with where we are now with representation? What what more would you like to see change? Because my I say what my concern is. Obviously, I'm very much from the outside looking in. This isn't something that's ever affected me in in my life. Obviously, as a, as a young white guy, um, but. It always seems to be that when Black History Month rolls around, as 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 mostly a WWE fan, I'll be honest, I, I watch a bit of everything, but I am primarily a WWE fan, it's what I was raised on. When Black History Month rolled around, you always just so happened to find yourself getting a new black champion, a new African-American champion. They always, it was just always very coincidental timing. I remember our truth Lashley both won, I think it was the, IC title and the US title around about the, the month of Black History Month. And that always didn't really sit right with me. So I, I can't imagine what it would have would have sat like with somebody from from your community, from from your, you know what I mean? So do you do you ever worry that maybe somewhere like WWE are just doing it, not for the sake of it, that's the wrong way to word it, but you know what I mean? Like they almost do it to say, look at us, look at us, look look what we're doing.
2: Anytime something like that happens it's a very sort of 50 50 feeling right and, and and it's just human right like you're 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 excited that they won the title you're excited that that means that they're going to get that primetime spot or hopefully there's going to be something more done but you also have to be you know very wary in the back of your mind that this is a business that's going to um, cause clicks. It's going to get views. It's going to be celebrated um, as history, and and rightfully so, you know. Um, so so I think with any business, when that becomes um, the sort of status quo, like hey, it, it's around that time of year again. Who do we have to you know? It's 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 good and bad. Um, so that's that's the best way to descri- to describe that. We're always happy to see it, you know, but there is that sort of like thought in the back and give your head like, oh just doing this because it's Black History Month. You know what I mean? Like, so, but it is what it is, you know what I mean? Um, and as far as progress goes, we've done a tremendous job, right? Um, and it's fantastic to see so such a wide array of representation like you mentioned but especially when it comes to us you have so many people doing uh just about every every gamut of of character there is you know you've got if we're just talking wwe right you've got naomi you've got sasha you've got bianca uh, who's just an incredible athlete um you've got Street Profits, Carmelo Hayes, you you mentioned him. I want to say his tag team partner, Trick Williams, is his name? Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, and then, uh, of course, you know, you've got the Hurt Business who walk out there, suit and tie every day, go to work, beat people's asses, go home. We, we can respect that, you know. Um, and you've got the New Day, right, who are able to hit that comic book video game nerd genre that so many black people are are a part of, but tend to be overlooked in, you know what I mean? When it comes to that scene, to the anime, Comic-Con, cosplay type scene, um, there are so many people uh, from our culture that still feel out of place, although they love it, right? So to be able to have, you know, your representation there too is absolutely dope. You know what I mean? So and that's what I mean when I talk about we're able to be everything, you know, uh, we're able to be everything, do everything uh, just like our counterparts do. What I want to avoid. Is this feeling like a fad? Yeah. I, I, I want this to be a sustained movement that uh, only gets bigger, on, on, only grows better. And I, I just did an article, or I just did an interview, um, and WrestleZone picked up the article, and one of the first comments that I saw was, how, how, how long is this going to go on, and when like, and when does it get back to normal, right? And immediately, I just felt this, like, sickness. And I was like, this is exactly why I say what I say. This is exactly why I do what I do because people don't hear what what you say as what you say. They hear it as however it makes them feel, right? And so I I was like, the fact that you think or the fact that you believe that this can be something that can just go away is the point, right? It's literally the point. Like, this shouldn't be something that people could... Oh okay we we gave you this for a while now it's our turn to just take it away no this should be a sustained thing any marketable sport across the country any major sport platform you have african american talent that are pushing that forward whether it be the nba the nfl what have you right um in movies and meet in media and meet in music we drive that culture forward um wrestling is the only one where that isn't the case and it's because it, it's the only one really determined by someone else's opinion right and when all of the opinion and all of the power is all is already held by a group it's very hard to transition that right or, or make that you know or, or or change that balance of power. Um, but in reality, it's simply the case that we want to be able to have the same success that our that our counterparts have without having to, you know, um, really fight you know five times, ten times as hard for the same opportunities we should, all this stuff should be seen as commonplace. It's it's going to be, when it's no longer special, that's when the job will be done. Yeah. Right, yeah, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so you can imagine, you know, to be able to have young white kids, young Hispanic kids, young black kids all see someone like themselves be mm-hmm. successful. Have to have it be commonplace is the goal, and not only in ring but out of the ring, um, in ownership spots, in marketing, in booking, in every facet of the game. We, we want to see that grow because, uh, it, it only makes sense, it only makes sense to me, right? There was another comment that's like, Oh, you're basically just saying, No, uh, white people can't help build black characters and I was like when did I say that like you sound like an idiot right I said it's very hard for someone who hasn't experienced what you have that doesn't come from where you come from tell you how to be you yeah and market to you how to be you like for example I could have 10 sisters right that doesn't mean I can tell a female, a a, a female character how to be her. Yeah. I'm I'm not, I'm not a woman. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I, I can't tell you how to do this. I can give you ideas, but I can't tell you how to be you. I can't market you as you because I don't have that experience. Right. So you're not, so somebody who's lived in Connecticut their whole life, just to use the example, right? Can't tell someone, can't tell a black person from Atlanta how to be a black person from Atlanta, you can't. You literally don't know what it's like. You know what I mean? It it only makes sense to be able to have people that can relate to the culture that have been through those experiences, good and, and bad. Know the highs, know the lows, know the joys, know the traumas to be able to bring out all aspects of your talent and understand as well that just because you're Black, that's not that's not going to be it, right? Because the culture is different everywhere. It's different in Atlanta. It's different in New York. It's different in Florida. It's different in Cali. It's different in Cleveland. Like, to be able to have more people... In the creative roles, in the ownership roles, in those marketing m- meetings, to be able to find those little details for people to latch on to—that is what creates your stars. Having those intangible things is what makes people tune in every single week and go, "That's the person that I want to hate," or "That's the person that I want to cheer for," or, "That's the person that I love." And taking that time to develop to develop that is going to give you lasting stars
1: yeah and a, and a good example i can think of would be probably best example is with the women with women's wrestling in general at the minute look at look at what impacts i've done since gail kim got involved backstage with the book right. and helping right. maria obviously in ring of honor um who else? there was another one i was thinking of as well um mickey james in nwa and then they mm-hmm. went on nwa Empower, and it was one of the one of the best things that's happened all year like Mm -hmm. you're right once you get people who've been through it because i i couldn't tell you how to be shane taylor i couldn't tell new day how to be new day you know and and likewise they couldn't tell me how to be me but no you're you're absolutely spot on you make so many good points um i just i just can't think off the top of my head i don't think unless you know of any in ring of honor maybe but i can't think of any well-known african-american black ex-wrestlers who are working in those positions in backstage roles i don't I don't think there are any Jason Jordan.
2: Actually, I, I, I think maybe Jason Jordan, maybe Devon Dudley right now. Devon, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I think D'Lo Brown and Mark Henry as well have 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 those roles at I- Impact and AEW respectively. Um, and I I don't know what all those roles entail, you know, or excuse me entail, but um. I definitely know that they are behind the scenes helping as much as they can. And so, shout out to them and respect to them. Um, but yeah, the fact that we can probably name them on one hand kind of proves my point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I uh, had to really think yeah. about it. I had to really like push myself. Right. To and, that, and that's this thing, though, too. There's this mindset. Like, I saw a comment that says, okay, so this is just basically affirmative action for wrestling. It's like, who, nobody's saying just throw people in this spot that don't have the credentials to do it. We're saying the people that have the credentials to do it should get an opportunity to. Yeah. That's literally it. You know what I mean? In a sport that's controlled you should be able to get people and have people who have busted their asses for decades and have learned so many nuances and details of this sport and have such creativity, right? You're you're talking about people who have to compete with everyone in the world and maintain their spot for decades, being constantly evolving, creating. You don't think... They deserve a spot in your creative roles. Who else is going to do it, right? Um, almost kind of like like you should have former players be coaches, right? Like it only makes sense that they're going to be able to teach you little tricks of the trade that maybe took them ten years to learn, but you can learn in your first year. That's only going to progress you. It's only going to progress the sport. Um, and to me. It makes perfect sense. But again, when you're dealing with social media, people don't often hear what what you say. They hear how whatever you said made them feel. And then it's a whole different argument.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Social media can be great, but it can also be so. I
2: I hate it. I I hate it. Like, I I love it for it you know, for, for it to be able to bring people together, but the amount of people that you run into that you realize, wow, you're really dumb. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) it's, it's, it's staggering.
1: Yeah. Literally, literally like two hours ago, somebody called me a smart because I have a podcast and I just thought, why, why does that make me a smart? I don't even know what we were talking about. I think we were talking about AEW, but like, what about that makes me a smart mark or whatever. I'm, I'm interviewing wrestlers who I like. People, that's that what bugs me about social media. People think they know what all these buzzwords mean, like burial, smark, mark, worker, all these kind of words. And it's, it's given people this deluded sense of, I don't know,
2: like it's, a
1: backstage knowledge or something. You know what I mean?
2: It's the same thing with rap, right? It's the same thing. People hear a few slang words and all of a sudden they're down. It's like, no, no, you're not. Just enjoy... The music and just relax. You know what I mean. Same thing with wrestling. Just enjoy what you're watching and chill. Just relax. You know. And again, I I I try to let people know as best I can. And it's like, look, man. So many people in this social media era, especially through the pandemic and all of that, have gotten so comfortable just saying whatever they want to people. And it's like, understand, man. Like there are people in this world who don't live on social media consequences still exist consequences for your words consequences for your actions still exist do not get comfortable just saying whatever you want to people because eventually you're going to do that in real life you're going to come across someone who doesn't care about your well-being (laughs) you know what i mean and it's not going to go well so Relax. Shutting up is free. It it always is, always has been, always will be.
1: Stop trying to tell people what they can and can't enjoy. Like, I think I was Mm. literally just talking, I was just talking about Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, and how much I'm enjoying him being in AEW. That was literally it. Harmless, no, like, arguing, no telling people they were wrong or or anything like that, and this guy just got lost, came into the conversation, and made himself look like an idiot, but that's, that's... that's this day and age for you. Anyway, anyway, right, let's move away from that. Um, I want to touch back on your your time in Ring of Honor. Obviously, as I said earlier on, you've been there for I think it's about seven or eight years, maybe just about coming up to eight years, I think, early next year. Um, about
2: right. about seven. About about seven, yeah.
1: Yeah, about seven years. Um you've you've accomplished quite a lot in that time. Obviously, you've been as I said earlier, current um one third of the three man tag champs. Um, alongside SOS, Uh, you had that amazing Ring of Honour TV title run, obviously what you've done with STP, bringing those guys together and just tearing the place apart and dominating. I know it's probably hard, and I've probably mentioned a few of them already, but in those seven years, what have been some of your your main highlights? Like if this was all to end tomorrow, which obviously you know me, you've been on the show enough times, you know I love Ring of Honour, I hope... When April comes back around, everything's fine, and I hope all of you guys are back in Ring of Honor. But if, mm-hmm. if things were to just end at the end of this year, would you hold any resentment, any frustration at all that you didn't get a run with the, with the
2: World Championship? Um, there'd be no resentment. There'd be frustration only because I'm someone who likes to accomplish the goals that I set out for myself. So that would simply be a goal that... Did that didn't get accomplished. And I had this feeling when the match with Roosh happened, I, was, I, I felt like this is the moment, right? This is the time, um, but it is what it is, you know? But as far as my highlights from there, even though I had the dope TV title run, um, again, that was just all organic and, and, and based off of what I was doing creatively. I would put the run that we're on with these six man titles uh, ahead of that only because I, I get to bring my guys with me on, on, on the ride. You know what I mean? They have helped uh, write their name in that history. Uh, they get to go down in the history books as, you know, part of the greatest six man team ever in the history of ring of honor. Uh, so to be able to bring them with me, and have them see that kind of success, um, is everything that's, that's exactly why as TP was created, you know, um, I would point to my match with Jay Briscoe at final battle, um, to have someone of, of his legendary, uh, skill caliber to be able to stand across the ring from him. Um, look me in the eye, shake my hand and say, you're, you're, you're the real deal. You know what I mean? For him who's seen everything, seen everybody, seen so many people come in who weren't ready or were pretending to be for him to look me in the eye and go, you got it. You know what I mean? That stuff like that means the world to have legends like homicide, pull me aside and tell me, hey, this is your time. You know what I mean? You're, you're the leader. You know what I mean? The, 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 this is your time to, to take the sport over. You know, uh, that means the world to me. So um, individual matches, you know, probably obviously the series with Jeff Cobb, uh, the match with Hangman Page, the match with Cody, um, any of the times that I'm in there with Kenny King or guys like the foundation, um, all, all of those matches, you get to see different aspects of who I am, different aspects of STP. You get to see all of those things sort of come together and watch the history. So those would be my main highlights, and it, as, as well as the things that I've been able to do um, behind the scenes as far as changing the culture of Ring of Honor to a place that is more open about talking, is about talking about social issues, bringing those to the forefront, not just uh, looking past them or, or ignoring them, but challenging them, um, being able to have, you know, the round table discussions, um, the Black History Month celebrations, all of these things that I didn't see prior to me being there. Um, that That is... Uh, that is what I'm most happy about, and I think when people look back at it, um, I, they will have said they will have said not only um, was I able to perform to the standard of Ring of Honor, uh, but I was able to help change it in my own way.
1: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. No, I couldn't agree more, man. Like you say. Individual matches are great to look back on and think, oh, I wrestled this guy. That was cool. Individual moments, storyline, segments, whatever. But if you were to stop wrestling tomorrow, that's a hell of a legacy, isn't it? To be trying to do something that changes the game, that changes the culture, that changes the, the feel of wrestling. It's so important. And like I say, I, you know, it's, it's not something I've ever really been exposed to as, as a young white guy. It's always just been normal unfortunately and it should never have been normal but to see someone like you someone who i respect and so many people respect putting so much effort alongside your brothers in STP to change the game it's inspiring to see it really is i'm not just saying that because you're here like i I talk about stp pretty pretty regularly like in group chats and stuff like that and you know like i say it's it's a beautiful thing to see so if that's your legacy or, or what you'd like your legacy to be as i said before i don't want ring of honor to to end now but if if it was to do what would you say would be the lasting legacy of ring of honor because you've you've named some amazing names there like cody the books cole off the top of my head steen Al so many top nice. amazing talents have come through ring of honor that are taking top spots all across the industry in different promotions you know with if, if for me, if it wasn't for Ring of Honor, you wouldn't have a lot of the main event talent that we've got now. So, I mean, I assume you feel the same way. I think pretty much everyone does. Ron said a similar I mean, thing. But what what for you would be the, the lasting legacy of Ring of Honor?
2: I mean, I, I think you just nailed it, right? Uh, it has been the most influential company over the last 20 years, not only as far as innovating wrestling style, but as far as producing... An absolutely insane amount of talent. Like, there's a whole company based off of Ring of Honor talent. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, and you you look at just about every major company um, right now, and some of your top guys, if not a good forty percent of maybe your top guys on your roster. Have Ring of Honor ties, yeah. you know what I mean. So, I, I I think when you look at it from that aspect, it very much, um, it, it it very much cements the legacy of everything that everybody's done that's walked through those doors. You know, it actually be very interesting if uh, to see what what happens come April. You know, you've got a lot of people who have those ties. It could be some dope to see all of them come together, put their money together and sort of maybe buy, buy it out or see what they can do with their own vision of running it. You know what I mean? Right. Um, kind of like how LeBron said he wanted to own a team. You know what I mean? Just, just think how dope it would be for LeBron to come back and own the Cavs. You know what I mean? To help lead them to a championship and then, own the team you know what i mean so some like maybe something to that effect um because i, I think the company itself has been and the spirit of, of it is far too important to just let go go away you know what i mean so um yeah that that's going to be the legacy is that it has been one of the most influential if not the most influential companies in the last two decades
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Not, not nearly enough people give Ring of Honor even close to as much credit as it deserves. Like you say, man, if it wasn't for Ring of Honor, you wouldn't have half the names that we see on TV now. It's amazing. Um, Shane, man, thank you for joining me again. It's literally it was- all pleasure i really enjoy hearing your thoughts on things your perspective on things um i know you're you're doing some shows at the moment aren't you and you guys are still defending the the three-man tag titles so before i let you go like where can people find you at the minute what shows have you got coming up what are you planning to do maybe like early 2022
2: uh we will be in pittsburgh this weekend at wrestle pit you'll be able to get all the flyers all of the information off of my social medias uh, that's at Shane216Taylor on Twitter and Instagram. Um, come, we come back from that. I do Warwear at Wrestlecade, uh, November 26th to the 28th in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Uh, again, all of the information for that will be on the social medias as well. Um, we then have, and we are getting ready for Final Battle, December 11th in Baltimore, uh, it's already been announced, myself versus Kenny King. Um, and to be honest, uh, if the doors are closing, there's no better match to have, you know what I mean, than have it be against Kenny. Uh, you know, it's it, it, it's very much this wider versus Doc Holliday, o- OK Corral type feeling. You know what I mean? That yeah. I think both of us are walking in and just going, ain't nobody going home. You know what I mean? So uh, that that takes a lot of the fear, nervousness, and anxiety out of it. Personally, I believe this is main event level stuff. Um, and that's what I want. I, I, I want the vision of what we do to be the last thing that people see as far as what represents Ring of Honor. Um, And then uh, me and the guys are going to head to L.A. after Final Battle, um, and we're going to work on a project there. Um, And so we're going to have a lot of fun doing that, something that I'm very excited about, uh, working with some legendary people there uh, outside of the wrestling world um So, so that it's going to be a fun thing and a fun project to uh show when we get that done.
1: Yeah, I asked and then- about that. He wouldn't, he wouldn't give me any teasers. He wouldn't give me any information on it.
2: Mm-mm, can't, man. Can't.
1: <laughs> Fair enough, man. No, I'm looking forward to that. I really am. Uh, Shane, like I said, man, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for joining me again, again, again on the show. It's always a pleasure, always a blast. Guys, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Like I said at the very start, if you enjoy what I'm doing, please hit subscribe on YouTube. Please hit follow on audio platforms. I'm going to put everything in the about section for everything that's coming up for Shane, everything that's coming up for STP. So you can easily check that out just by clicking the links. And yeah, thank you. And I hope to see you again next time on It's My Wrestling Podcast